In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Robin Boyd. And Robin, we've got a great show today. Oh, we do. And I'm really excited to talk to both guests. Um, uh, Suzanne Phillips just has uh, so much for us to talk about. And a wonderful author, Bob Dorr, is coming up today uh, in our last segment. So we have some great information coming your way. We do, you know, and I, I read Suzanne's book, you know, she sent me a copy mm-hmm. of it, you know, the mm-hmm. healing together. Um, yeah. And I'm just amazed, Rob, at how much there is to cover, you know, with respect to the military family with, you know, PTSD, with deployment, with moving issues, you know, PCS issues. There's so many things and there's so much information out there. It's over, almost overwhelming when I was doing the research for today's show. It is. And I think what is hard is that sometimes it's easy sort of in maybe in advance or if you're not involved with it to say, oh, there's there's some information here and there's some information there. But when you need it, it's a little bit difficult because you just don't know where to turn. And I'm glad that we're able to have so many wonderful people visit us as well as have an awful lot of people joining us on Facebook and whatnot because they're able to say there is more information and here it is. Not just, yes, there is information, but here you go. We've got a resource to go to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because the topic for today's show actually came from, you know, one of our popular groups, the parents of deployed service members, you know, Mm -hmm. headed by Marcella Stretch. And, you know, they were talking about um, how, you know, military issues affect not only the service member, but the whole family. And um, I had met uh, Suzanne, Dr. Phillips, at a charity event, at one of our Shining Service events. Mm -hmm. And it just happened that she authored a book. Um, on helping these couples, but I want to tell you, when people write in and they ask us questions or they ask us to find things out, you know, that's how we we knew to have Bo Bergdahl's uh, military rep on a couple weeks ago. 
Yes, yes, he was. It, um, he was very, very interesting to talk to. To know that this kind of service is available, I, I know when a family is facing a crisis, it's very, very difficult to not only face the crisis, but then in the military standpoint, you, you've got an awful lot of other public um, intervention coming, and sometimes it's more than you can handle. So knowing that these services are available to support families, not just, uh, and there again, we're so fortunate to know that these families are supported, not just the individual troop, which is, of course, important too. It is. It is. Well, everybody involved with the service member, you know, and it's it's hard because you look, um, you know, you look and go, okay, well, the service member has so many needs and specific conditions. But I always think of that overlooked group. I think of the girl that was in my Krav Maga class who had been mm-hmm. the, the girlfriend of a service member for like 11 years. And she was like, you know, I'm just, I don't really exist. She exists in yeah. respect to her, her boyfriend, but because there was no formal arrangement in place after 11 years of them being together, you know, she's not eligible for most services and there's really not a lot out there, um, you know, for the, somebody who's not like a blood relative or a legal partner. Correct. And we're finding more and more change coming about even for children or uh, siblings, we had a few weeks back uh, learned a lot more about support for sibling um, d- siblings dealing with deployment and whatnot. We're we're just learning so much, and this is what one of the most exciting things that uh, I I can say we we were experiencing because we're just learning so many so many great things. Yeah. It is, I, you know, and I think, you know, with one out of every five service members being female, um, you know, I was looking over in our cabinet here in the studio, um, looking at all these different books, you know, and I was looking at the Fly Girls book uh, mm. recently, and just, you know, how much, how much we have to learn and how much is out there and how many great people like Bob, who we had on uh, with Talking with Heroes a while back, um, how many groups out there are, are giving it their best shot to support and help our family and their service members. Yeah, definitely. Um, and one of the uh, things that I came up with over the uh, recent few days was that the Purple Star Families have a new website. It's purplestarfamilies.org. Formerly, they were veteransandfamilies.org. They're looking to gain more support as far as uh, a petition that they're bringing before uh, the President and the Congress to help um, – more preparedness for uh, the the homecoming, not just yes, we're preparing guys for and gals for battle and and for being deployed, but when they are ready to come home, that there should be a more comprehensive homecoming preparedness. So um, their initiative is to gain more signatures for health and welfare. Uh, excuse me, health and wellness programs. I just thought it was interesting. I came upon it. I don't know more about um, this particular site. I have to say I did not research it further, but anyone interested in learning more about it, at least that's the website. Yeah, well, and there's a lot of great resources. I like Military Connection, too, is a great place to go to find, um, you know, to find information because it really is. There are so many sites out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
And yeah, there is some weeding to do, but I definitely find um, that there, and we definitely are getting a lot on our Facebook page. Uh, a lot of people are connecting with us via Facebook. So um, I hope people check us out there and like us there. That would be nice to have a few more join us there. It is nice. And I love when people, you know, like I said earlier, I love when people write in with questions. You know, we've got um, some great shows coming up based on, uh, you know, the questions people are asking and the the guests that people are asking to have us on Mm -hmm. in the fall. You know, we've got our health and wellness um, expert that comes on and helps us. We're looking at bringing on um, some other experts, you know, like the expert today, Suzanne Phillips, you know, healing through couples. I just loved that because, you know, Rob, you're married. You know, I was married um, and in, in a relationship now. The healing process affects everybody. Of course it does. Yeah. And I think so many times we're trying to help each other in a relationship, but we're going about it the wrong way. And sometimes we're creating more of a barrier than we are creating a bridge. Sometimes that intervention from someone who's able to sit down with us and say, all right, this this is one way to find a stronger relationship or find the support that you need. Because sometimes we're just not quite sure what they need and, and they're not quite sure why, what where we're coming from. So I always find it so fascinating to hear more about uh, someone who's definitely helping uh, couples heal, helping strengthen relationships. It's it's always good. And I think sometimes no matter, you might not be going through that. For example, Suzanne Phillips today is going to be talking about certain things, but that's not saying that it wouldn't transcend to other issues in other relationships that maybe are non-military based. So um, it's always interesting interesting love uh, love having people like this on it's wonderful well and it's so perfect because i went to see that movie hope springs this weekend oh did you it was so good it was so good i mean tommy lee jones was the perfect you know husband (laughs) of meryl streep for you know 31 years who you know didn't want to go to couples therapy and meryl streep was the just a wonderful, you know, woman who's raised her children, made dinner every day for 31 years and, you know, and how they had to reconnect as a couple. And it was just, it was so funny, Robin. I laughed. I cried. It was like the perfect <laughs> chick movie. I only wish you had been there to see it with me. Oh, I wish we could have gone together too. <laughs> you know, but it really covered um, the disconnects that happen in our relationships with our girlfriends, with our boyfriends with our husbands and wives, you know, even with our kids and how they healed together, healed their relationship as a couple. I mean, I just thought it was the perfect movie to see before we bring on Suzanne, not to load the pressure on her shoulders. (laughs) I'm sure she's had lots of pressure on her shoulders. (laughs) That's wonderful. Did did your friend enjoy it as well that you went with? I did. I did. Um, Actually, I have to be honest, I saw it twice. I liked it that much. Wow. Uh, I went with a girlfriend first. I went with my girlfriend, Lou, Lou Paget, who's yeah, also yeah. a radio host on this station. So we went together. I laughed, had such a good time. But like in the middle of it, Rob, I needed to use the restroom. And then while I was in the restroom, my kids called who were with their dad that day. And so I took mm-hmm. the call. Well, I missed.
missed like close to 15 minutes of the film. And so Sunday morning, I got up, I went to my yoga class, I went to church, and then I just happened to look on my phone and there was an 11 o'clock showing like right down the street. So oh my you know, gosh. it was a $4 matinee. How could you miss it? I popped <laughs> in there and I watched it and I just really loved it because it really does give you hope. And that's what, you know, that's what our show is about. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, I can't wait to see it because I'm, I'm watching these commercials of it and, and I think it's just a hoot. And, but I think, I love movies like that that are poignant. But yet you can smile about it. You don't uh, feel the tension um, when you leave. You feel you you can relate and you say, "Yep, I know right where they're coming from." And who hasn't thought of that? But oh, uh, that's wonderful. I'm glad you got to see it, Sand, because I remember talking to you about it, and I'm glad you got to go. <laughs> yeah, it was such a great break. Definitely. Well, listen, uh, we're going to go to a break coming up. We are uh, on our first break. Coming on after the break, we have Suzanne Phillips. She's a licensed psychotherapist, psychoanalyst, diplomat in group psychology, and she is also an author. We'll talk more about that when we come back on Military Mom Talk Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central on Toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out MarkLepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lepinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central on Toginet.com. It's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. 
Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, is uh, Sandra with us today? (laughs) This is Robin Boyd with Military Mom Talk Radio, and I have a feeling that we might have lost Sandra. I was waiting for her to say hi. We have a huge downpour, Robin. (laughs) You know, whoever says it doesn't rain in Southern California is full of it. Oh, well, there you are. Well, I'm glad you're still there. Um, Well, I'm glad it's pouring out there because you probably need that rain. We do need it. We do need it. But we are having power problems. I'm just going to sit and listen to Suzanne Phillips because she is she's the reason we're here today. Absolutely. Um, Tell us where you met Suzanne. Uh, I met Suzanne at the Shining Service Worldwide Fleet Week event in New York City this year. I had the privilege of making her acquaintance, and when I saw her book and was reading her book, and it just happened like magic that some of the pods uh, moms had written in about um, about healing with PTSD, healing with some family issues, and then they said, well, what about like divorce and couples, and how does that affect each other, and Boy, it just screamed Suzanne's book, so we had to bring her on. <laughs> Great. Suzanne, welcome. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm happy to be here. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving the conversation that preceded my arrival because I'm all about hope and connection. Um, folks who work with me are used to me saying when they talk about how will this ever work out, this can't possibly have a good ending, I always say don't get out of the theater, the movie's not over yet. So I'm all about believing in the resiliency of folks, and military folks have tremendous resiliency. Um, The the real idea behind the book really is based on the recognition that traumatic events and certainly combat stress and its aftermath, hardship, long separations, PTSD, they're really assault who we are, what we believe in, and primarily they assault our connections, the really familiar connections, parents and children, and particularly couples. It's an interesting thing that we found, and we worked with hundreds of couples, uniformed service after 9-11, and many of them we worked with again because they were deployed, and they are, so many of them are reservists and guardsmen, is one of the things we found is that because couples have such a bond, both consciously and unconsciously, if one has faced a traumatic event, both have. And, in fact, we know in terms of war and the military, Mm -hmm. we don't send men and women. We send families. We send couples. Um, And so in some way, the couple and their relationship is often the locus of pain after a traumatic event and certainly often after deployment and combat stress. What, what does that mean? I, I'm just going to have to buzz in. I don't understand a locus of pain. Well, what it actually means is very often we save um, the irritability, um, the quick to anger, the complaint about being unable to sleep, the numbing or the avoidance, we save our pain for those we trust. It's interesting. And so even though we sometimes can pull it together on the outside, 
often it's those most intimate with us that really feel it, see it, and sometimes are the target of it. Um, it's the way someone, a little one on the bus doesn't cry till they see mom when they get off the bus. It's something like that. And it's somewhat, in some ways, part of the problem with the pain um, post-deployment or post-combat um, stress is that the very understandable symptoms, the post-traumatic stress symptoms, which are inevitable, are very mystifying to a couple. Uh, I want to talk about them today, but I guess I want to be sure to say that we found, one, that the couple's relationship often took the hardest hit, but we also saw that the relationship was the greatest source of resiliency and recovery, because just as trauma disrupts connections, the reverse is true. People heal in community. People heal when someone is sitting next to them in the dark. People heal with the touch of someone they love. And so the big, big piece that we found and that we continue to share was whatever you had together and whatever pulled you together, we are going back to use that. Because when you are in a traumatic situation after the loss of people you love, after being wounded or having some sort of injury, you really don't even remember sometimes what went before it. Trauma kind of freezes you in time. You can't even remember sometimes who you were, and you can't fathom what's going to come ahead. So you're sort of frozen in the traumatic moment. Uh, it's funny, when we would meet up with couples, and I do this in my office too, they'll come in and they're talking about something, and I often will say, so why did you marry her? Or what was he wearing the first time you saw him? And they look at me like, this woman's crazy. But actually, once they start talking about who they were once, what made them fall in love, what it was they had as a couple that was very unique to their own resilience, they capture again a little bit of the momentum that we need for recovery. And that's a lot about what this book is about. Oh, and that's what they did in Hope Springs. I was Suzanne. just thinking that. Yes, this is almost what this movie was all about, too. We're <laughs> so we right have... about confusing in the relationship stuff, uh, Suzanne, because that's what started the whole Military Mom Talk radio. I was down at Camp Pendleton with some girlfriends, and they were so confused. They didn't know what was going on in their relationship. They hadn't tied yet together. This was like four years ago. They hadn't tied yet together PTS and deployment with effect on their relationship mm -hmm. and you're right their husbands would come home and being home with them was the safe place for them to let this stuff out i wish i had had you on like three years ago the first show because when you said that thing about the kid on the school bus coming off and crying when he sees mom that's perfect it's just perfect well it's even our, so lots of our military will say, and military mothers as well as dads, military women as well as men, will say it's not till you're safe that you really realize what you've been through. Um, and so that's why homecoming is never a day. It's really a process. And it's, it's an interesting thing, like you say, people knowing in all the trauma work I've done, and particularly with um, uniformed services and military, I am always so struck at the power of psychoeducation, at handing tools to people, because it does two things. We would watch people's faces, and when we would say, you know, depression may not look like depression, particularly with guys, it's going to be irritability, complaint, 
um, put down, anger, road rage. Every woman in the room would flip and stare at her husband. And the guys would sort of look like, okay, we know what this is now. So that when you give people some meaning to what they're experiencing, A, you drop their anxiety, and B, you really drop the sense of helplessness. Because if we understand that the irritability is really a part of a post-traumatic response, and we understand that he's avoiding things or she's avoiding things. I live near the beach, and some of our vets go near the beach, and they get back in their car, that's it. It's just too much of a reminder. But when Mm -hmm. their partner understands, oh, okay, this was too much, we're going to take this in steps, we are already three steps ahead because we're making meaning. And then there's a sense of joint recovery of making meaning there's less shame there's less hidden resentment um we know so much of ptsd the intrusions the um hyper arousal very much disrupts sleep sleeping mm-hmm. problems seem to be greater after ptsd than almost any other um diagnosed mental um or emotional problem and doesn't it make sense it makes complete sense and I can vouch be, for that. <laughs> even good. even yes. 40 years later, it's still an issue. It's yes. not something that goes goes away a few years after they come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. My guy still, my husband is still battling that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And that's from the Vietnam War. Yes. Yeah. That's what I say. Well, he and came that's home in 1970. And that we hear a lot from our listeners when we get the people. Yes, questions in. Oh, we lost her a little bit. Uh, we we do have uh, a couple more minutes. We're about two minutes out before break, uh, Suzanne. And just briefly before we uh, go to our break, what are you, what's your thoughts about some of the standardization or the review of some of the medical um, terminology for some of the diagnoses that are are uh, giving us support for uh, some of our post-traumatic issues? Um, You mean in terms of um, traumatic brain injury? You mean in terms of post-traumatic stress disorder? Um, Well, actually both, because I've noticed, I've been reading some things that they're trying to uh, not only standardize, but redefine um, some of the diagnoses. Well, one of the biggest problems, and I think there's some merit, I'll give you a quick answer, there's some merit to really differentiating diagnosis, and at the same time, there's a reality that there's a tremendous overlap. Someone Mm -hmm. suffering from a mild or even more moderate traumatic brain injury will look very much like someone who's depressed, and we know that PTSD symptoms, when they persist, will make a person very depressed. So we have Mm. such an overlap that it's important that we help people understand the differences for their own knowledge because it puts them, it makes them consumers that can really care for themselves. It helps them to fight for themselves. But I always say the last thing we want to do is get stuck with the diagnosis. We want to deal with the people. But oh, Well, yes. 
you know, it's, but it's unfortunately, really sometimes the diagnosis is where the the support, the financial support will Absolutely. come in. Because if there's not a diagnosis, then we're not going to get the the medical that, attention we that's need. Ex- yes, that's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, we're here today with Dr. Suzanne Phillips, a licensed psychologist, psychoanalyst, and a certified group therapist. Her recent book, Healing Together: A Couple's Guide to Coping with Trauma and Post Traumatic Stress, is what we're discussing today. We're going to be back with Dr. Phillips shortly after this break. We're with Military Mom Talk Radio and we do hope you find our website uh, of the same name and our Facebook page and we are also on iTunes for all of our podcasts. We'll be back in a moment with Dr. Phillips. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com. So you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field. So more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, can you hear me, Rob? Now we can hear you, San. <laughs> oh, we've got such a storm going on up here, thunder and lightning, all that good stuff. So if I disappear, that's why. Um, <laughs> Suzanne, I know you work with a lot of different couples. Um, we've had some questions come into our chat about the use of animals, uh, service dogs. Have you seen any benefits in the military families that are using service dogs? Well, I, I even wrote a blog on the impact of animals and pets in the aftermath of trauma. And um, in, in a number of ways I have. Um, it's funny, one of the people I, I asked him, he, had, he, had, he wrote a piece and I heard him speaking about recovering from being suicidal and um, being very depressed. And he mentioned his dog, so I contacted him personally. I said, Ron, tell me the role that your dog played. He goes, my dog helps me stay calm and believe in leaving, living every day. Mm. Uh, so the power of dogs and pets is really quite remarkable, both emotionally and neurophysiologically and physically. Combat vets, wounded vets who have in some way have dog companions. I mean, one fellow who ran a program for this told me these dogs are so wonderfully sensitive, they know when the vet has a migraine, and stay very close to his side. They are wow. wonderful in affording a sense of mastery. Some can retrieve a prosthesis. Some can go get a, a spouse in another part of the house. What they really do is expand mastery for the vet who is using a service or companion dog. And, you know, right down the line, even, you know, I saw here in the inside chat, I'm not sure exactly the rules, but it's so funny that sometimes even some of the dogs that have been used uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan have themselves had a certain amount of trauma and have showed certain symptoms. But dogs seem to calm us. Pets calm mm -hmm. us. Neurophysiologically, that kind of touch greatly relieves people. So, you know, off the top of my head, I would say they're incredibly important in terms of healing. If a couple is able to use a service dog, if a wounded vet has a companion dog, it's a wonderful bonus. Wow. Were some of the books prior to Healing Together um, also sort of targeting military families, or did you find that all of the things that you had experienced in your practice prior to this really were beginning to apply more and more to military families, and therefore Healing Together came about? Um, it's probably a combination. I have always worked with trauma and individuals or groups who have, in fact, faced trauma or traumatic events, um, be it um, illness, the loss of a child, rape, mm -hmm. etc. So I, I got the call from the fire department after 9-11, and given how many of them we realized were military, it took us from that work to realize, wait a minute, there's an entire other group of very resilient couples, uniformed services, because we also were working. I was leading a police wives group for a while. Um, they are always uniquely resilient, um, military couples, uniformed service couples. So they take an awful lot, and they often have faced an awful lot, Absolutely. but they also have an awful lot to use in terms of recovery. Mm. And isn't that true? I know uh, fire, families of fire, 
people, I guess we can't say firemen because there are women. And police uh, police are also experiencing much of the same that the military families are. I have a friend whose um, husband is a fireman actually down in Boston. And so she is alone with her children a lot because her husband has to stay down at the station. He doesn't come home all the time. Of course, he's not deployed for months on end. He does come home perhaps after a number of days. But regardless, sometimes when he comes home he's turning right around and going back again so they're facing exactly the same thing that a lot of the military are the, the stress of the danger the stress of when something goes wrong the stress of why can't i talk to them when they come home because they've got that whatever they dealt with on the job was very difficult for them to process and overcome. Um, some of the things our police and firemen see are, are pretty horrific. Well, well that's Christy, in- Rob. You know, Christy yes. on our sister show, Motherhood mm-hmm. Talk Radio, is married to a, a firefighter, an Los sure. Angeles firefighter. And she deals has to deal with the unknown. We support each other a lot when she can't reach mm-hmm. her husband. You know, we talk it through. It's, you know, or if they come home injured, um, it's a lot of similarities. And I know, yeah. and I, I'm sure it's the same in New York, too, Suzanne. Our LAPD is full of Marines, full of Marines and soldiers yeah. in right. reservists or active duty that switched over i mean it's a there's a huge crossover now now one of the things that's true of all these populations is a code of conduct that says what stays in the firehouse what happens in the firehouse stays (laughs) in the firehouse it's Mm -hmm. also the battlefield mentality where why would you want to impose this on your partner and one of the things we work so much with both in terms of all those populations was and it's funny it took groups we often did mixed groups of um, husbands and wives mixing them up of hearing a woman say, you know, you don't have to give me the graphic details, but to be left out while, and watch you suffer is worse than anything I can hear. Just let me know a little bit about what you faced. We faced so much together. It's very hard for these men to feel like they are not re-traumatizing their partner, but very often, unwittingly, they are actually isolating the partner, and they also then isolate themselves with the pain or the memory. And as one woman said, because so many are married, firemen, for instance, are married to nurses, she said, I'm a nurse. I get it. I can hear it. Um, And it sometimes, and here's the thing that I think both of you are really underscoring, people think it's only themselves and their spouse that is struggling but when they start to see a room full of people shaking their Mm. head or they hear on a radio show like this that everybody faces a similar question about should you share it how much should you share how much do you bring home and we were always saying a everybody's sharing it you're not alone and b we do it in steps sometimes just sharing i'm very haunted with a nightmare and I'm not quite sure how to share it. It's not that I'm rejecting you. I'm trying to figure out how to put it in words. We would hear people say, write it down. Mm -hmm. Let's write back and forth. But at least it's an opening for the couple to reconnect again. 
Well, you have a shot at knowing what's going on. Right. Um, I know with the person that I'm in a relationship with who, you know, is a 20-year military veteran, you know, he wants to protect me. He doesn't want to tell me certain things. He wants, you know, me to just be happy. But that confusion of not, and I'm like, in my my head, Suzanne, I go, what the hell is going on? Because you know something's going on. And then your mind goes to the worst. The worst. Mm Mm-hmm. This is very true with intimacy problems, too. Um, when you think of how much post-traumatic stress and combat can really throw off sexuality, performance, belief in oneself, when, you're having, when you can't sleep, when you, know, you are afraid of nightmares, it's not exactly going to enhance sexual functioning. And as soon as people start to actually put words to it, the, those worst fears that you're talking about start to subside. It's like we're in this together. So let's just watch a movie. Let's just talk in the dark. There's so many steps. We called it, you know, so much work on improving the intimacy. We called it start to dance again in the dark with your partner. Go slow. It's okay. But people's self-expectations, these were, you know, people who really expect never, ever to suffer. And they're unbelievable, these people. But on the other hand, we've got to help them take some steps to know you can find yourself if you're working together and so that one of the others not feeling rejected or becoming angry in the face of the other's isolation or suffering. We were really pushing always attempts to communicate, knowing full well this is not a TV sitcom. Nobody gets better in 25 minutes. No couples happily ever after in 25 minutes. It takes time, but if they both believe it, it starts to happen. Suzanne, one of the first things you said in the first, uh, in when you first began speaking was an assault on a relationship. And boy, isn't that uh, so verbally poignant. It's just, um, alliterates exactly what's going on inside your heart. We only have a couple of minutes before we need to break again. Um, where can we find you? I'm so enchanted listening to you and so, uh, filled with positivity. I'd like for our listeners to know where they can read more. Okay. Um, I write a weekly blog called healing together. It's on spike central. In fact, the last, the most recent blog was about recognizing and understanding depression after trauma. On that blog, on that site are blogs I've written about the use of pets, couples, homecoming after deployment, military mothers. So I welcome people to, if you Google Healing Together, Suzanne Phillips, Psych Central, you'll come right up to my blog and they'll all be, there's over 130 blogs. Um, on, a, on a wide range of topics, but often very related to the kinds of things we're talking about. Um, and even related to the impact on children, it happens that tomorrow I'm heading out to the 106th Rescue Squad with a group of wonderful um, doctoral students and psychologists, and we, we're going to do a camp for military children who are oh, also great. a very resilient bunch. And uh, talking about military women, I can't tell you when, when the moms and dads pick them up, there's as many moms in fatigues as dads. And so um, I'm really excited that you were talking before about focus and interest in women in the military also. 
That's wonderful. Suzanne Phillips, thank you so much. We have just been so enlightened, and I um, I know that we will definitely be looking to try to have you back again. A lot of information and a lot of hope and a lot of real good, good points. Thanks, Suzanne. Thanks so much. Bye now. On the other side of the break, we have author Bob Dore joining us. His most recent book um, is Another Colorado Kill, and it was definitely published before the most recent uh, news in Colorado, but this mystery will be one you'll want to pick up. We'll be back in a moment with Bob Dore. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is certified as a life coach who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on Juliana and her show, check out her website, connectwithjuliana.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. Robin wasn't Suzanne just wonderful? She was wonderful. And I, I love the way she finds a way to word things that become so reassuring. 
I, and I think that sometimes it we get very flustered and we get very worried. And like you were saying in the chat, sometimes we internalize it or we might personify the issue, whereas it's just a matter of perspective. And and Suzanne is one of those people that I could listen to for for hours. She's wonderful. I can't wait to read more on her blog. I know. Well, and I just thought, you know, when you talk about internalizing, that's so smart because, you know, and, and most women, I think, are like you and me and, you know, our husbands or partners or boyfriends, whatever you want to call them, they have a bad day at work and you don't know that they had a bad day at work and they come home and they're grouchy. Like she said, they're grouchy. You know, they let it out in a safe place. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I always think like, oh, I didn't cook a good meal or, oh, I did this wrong. I, I always think it's my fault. <laughs> and that eats away at your relationship. Or the other thing is you don't want to bring up something else completely different. Maybe it's a bill. Maybe it's a, a, a do you want to go out next Thursday type of thing uh, because you don't want to trigger something else that um, might not have anything to do with it. But you just don't, you don't want to trigger an episode, I guess you could call it. So anyway, we could go on and on and on. But I, uh, speaking of having a bad day, if you... <laughs> want to read about somebody having a bad day, you may want to read about the protagonist, Jim West, who is um, the subject of Bob Doerr's latest, not only latest book, but the fourth in a series of Jim West books. Bob Doerr, are you with us? Yes, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you both for having me on, and I I would like to say that I also enjoyed hearing Susan's comments earlier on the show. She really is a, a, a wonderful person. We'll definitely have her on again because I can foresee uh, th- there's never enough time when we start talking about this subject. There's never enough time uh, to, to cover the the topics and the questions that we have. Bob, I thoroughly enjoyed your book, and I was very appreciative to have the opportunity to read it. Thank you. And um, I, I guess we should introduce Jim West, um, but I would like to know a little more about you first before we get into uh, meeting Jim. <laughs> Is he your alter ego? Alter ego? No, no, he's not really my alter ego. He's not, he's not me, although I did spend uh, almost 30 years in the Air Force in the Air Force Office of Investigations, Office of Special Investigations, and that's uh, where Jim West comes from, too, in his background. Uh, but uh, he's, he's not me, no. <laughs> I thought that, too. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's him, like, you know, blown out into a character. Yeah, no, I've been very fortunate. I've been married for uh, 30, will be 39 years, and uh, mm-hmm. so he, his main uh, character flaw issue is the fact that uh, his, his wife, after... 20-some years, just walked out on him, and he's still trying emotionally to recover from that. Mm. I have to smile I because that when... That's my life. I've only seen... I have to smile because I knew Robert Parker personally, and when I read some of the um, when I read some of the Spencer novels, I could just see uh, Robert... <laughs> Parker in his alter ego. There, there was a lot of him in, in that Spencer character. <laughs> I think that, that probably happens to uh, most authors because you do, you, you, uh, I don't want to say fall in love with your protagonist, but I do think you, know, you do share a lot of the qualities that you want him to have and uh, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of the quirks that you as an author do have. <laughs> 
Now you were Air Force, um, yeah. so some of the, what goes into your novels must come from your experience as far as the the, uh, the, the military uh, protocols, yeah. I would think. Uh, some is it's the background gave me the uh, the, the, the familiarization with the uh, legal systems, investigations, techniques, uh, interesting plots and characters can come from all that type of stuff. But the books are totally fiction. They're not based on any specific uh, investigation I was ever involved in. Hmm. Hmm. No, I just need to ask this. I kind of know the answer, but would one need to read uh, your books in sequence, or is each... Um, challenge that Jim West stands alone. Yeah, there no, stand. Yeah, each each book is a standalone novel. The only repeat characters uh, are are Jim West and his dog. And his dog has a minor role, if anything. But uh, all the other characters are, are are different in each book, so they all stand alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the, in the most recent one, another Colorado kill. Uh, he's heading up to Colorado Springs from New Mexico, where he lives, to play golf. Uh, for a weekend up there, and just before they get to Colorado Springs, they run into a uh, dead body at a rest stop, and that's kind of how that uh, story gets going, is golf outing is kind of shot and uh, spends the next three or four days trying to uh, stay out of the police policeman's sights, I guess you could say, and also the killers. <laughs> I liked your your technique of weaving in and out of a story, too, because just as you think, okay, this is sort of resolving itself and this makes sense, something else will come up. And that's, I think, a gift of a good writer, uh, that you're able to sort of keep that suspense going. One would always sort of have a, a mystery idea, but to be able to keep that suspense and in, in, um, convoluted a little bit and make you wonder who's going to be connected to whom and... Uh, at first, I was kind of thinking that the the uh, one of the police people were actually setting him up, but it really wasn't. It was it was kind of. I really thoroughly enjoyed the book. Oh, well, you were going to give away the killer. Well, thank you. No, no. Uh-huh. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't. I don't think. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. You didn't. You did fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who who wants to play a game of life here? <laughs> I know. I was like, Rob, is she going to give it away? No, 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 I didn't. But that you know, that's one of the joys. I always enjoyed Nero Wolf. I we enjoy a good Sherlock Holmes story because you've already got the the background out of the way. You don't have to get to know this character. You know the character. You know the surroundings, or even Spencer uh, the, the the Spencer novels. You know uh, Spencer already and you know his background you know his hang-ups you know his quirks so let's get into the mystery that that's what i think is really great um so no, i agree I've, to- i always enjoyed series i think series are probably the most popular i mean there are great obviously standalone novels many of them out there but the mystery series uh, there there are many of those too and, and i think they do become popular just because they develop that kind of a of a interest and fan base on the character itself a couple other things I guess I could just mention about the uh, the book Another Colorado Kill it's, uh, I'm happy to say that it was picked up as a finalist for the uh, 2012 Military Writers Society of America's uh, uh, annual awards this year for 
in the category of fiction, mystery, thriller. So I'm very happy about that. I don't know if it'll win, but at least it's a finalist. Hello? I'm here. I don't know if we're still on the air. I think we're having some technical difficulties. Um, so we're going to keep talking. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. I'm not sure where we got cut off exactly. Uh, but oh, my gosh. Okay. There. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't just me. I thought it was all me. No, no, no. There was a, there was a slight disconnect somewhere in, this, in the line. No, I was, I'm not sure where we got cut off, but I was saying that uh, I did want to say that I was very happy to hear that my, uh, the, the book, Another Colorado Kill, was picked up as a finalist. It was just announced this week or so ago uh, for the annual awards at the, with the Military Writers Society of America. I don't know if it'll win or not in that fiction category, but at least I'm a finalist, so that's good. Are you going to go to their event in September? I can't this year. I've been to the last few, and I, I will go to the next one. But this year I just have uh, other personal things I have to take care of. I'm like, what if you win? I'll go up and accept the award for you because I'll be there. Well, good, good, good. <laughs> uh, one of the prior ones, Loose Ends Kill, uh, did come in second, took a silver in that category. So uh, hopefully another Colorado Kill will follow suit and, and do something like that. But I've do you enjoyed... always have a new story in the back of your mind? Do you, you always have something coming up? Yes, I actually have a lot. of. That's probably one of my problems. I have too many stories in the back of my mind. But I do, and I have another book that will be coming out later this year. It's based in New Mexico. All these books are based in the Southwest. And it'll be another uh, Jim West story, and, uh, but it's titled No One Else to Kill. Uh, and it will come out later this year. But uh, I do. I have a lot of stories and ideas in my mind, and just a matter of sitting down and working them out uh, one book at a time. Have you always had uh, a lot of stories to tell? Were you, when you were in high school, did you enjoy writing? I, I have. I've always liked to tell stories. Uh, it, when I was actually uh, young, I used to tell my sisters and brothers stories, and they remember that more than I do. Uh, so I've always had that uh, storytelling knack. And for each of my children, when they started, when they learned how to read, I would write them their own little short story. Oh, I've wonderful. Carried that, I've carried that on with my grandchildren, and uh, although I'm still young, of course. Uh, but uh, uh, I still like to write, so I've got a lot of little things I've written in the past and uh, a lot of ideas out there. And I hope to at least do one book a year for as long as I can. Oh, that's really wonderful. Um, Sandra, do we have um, news on who might be coming up next week? But while you're getting that, I want to say thank you to Bob Dorr. I want to encourage everybody to uh, go to Bob Dorr, and that's spelled D-O-E-R-R dot com to find more books about Jim West. Of Van Boa and Military Connection next week. Wonderful. Uh, Bob, thank you so much um, for for visiting us today, despite our communication issues. That's okay. I thank you, Sandra and Robin. I appreciate it being on. Thank you. Sorry about the technical difficulties. That's what you get with live radio. That's all right. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Oh. Well, Sandra, I look forward to having Debbie. She's always such a wealth of information, so we look forward to that. And we want to thank everybody uh, who was with us, Sandra, uh, excuse me, Suzanne Phillips and Bob Dorr, as well as everyone who joins us in the chat. We love having people with us. Marcella Stretch, uh, a fellow named Mike, joined us in the chat. We're really appreciative of all of you uh, support and listening and tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio. We'll be back next Next week with another great show. Can't wait. You take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Have a great week.